0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sam's Report. Today is June 10th, and next week's going to be a, uh, a lot of fun. There's going to be some good stuff happening at E3. We got some Apple uh, things going on. It's going to be another big thing in the tech world, but before we even go into the tech world, there's also going to be, and I don't want to completely hype this up. I think there's going to be some good stuff on Throt next week. Um, Kind of lay out some of the things we've been working on and we haven't gotten the final go ahead yet, but I I think it's going to happen next week. I'm hopeful and uh, it'll all kind of relate to many things and I'll be able to talk much, much more in depth about uh, what's going on there and at Petri and trust me, it's all good things. And along with that, as anybody who's kind of, uh, watches this show way too diligently, um, but there are people who notice like changes in my desk. So my office is a mess right now. You can actually see some like wood stuff behind me. There's just crap all over my desk. There's headphones sitting here. And usually I like to keep this stuff like really neat and tidy, uh, just for my own sanity. But this is part of the good stuff. Uh, I am completely gutting my office here and I don't know what the show is going to look like next week Um, because my desk is actually, so if you can imagine just a large rectangle, I am in the top right corner and my desk is going to be moving to the bottom left. And so we're going to be doing stuff on the walls. We're going to be doing, it's changing. It's going to look a lot better. We're going to get new cameras. We're going to get new lighting. We're going to get uh, sound deadening material. And it really just growing this stuff up. Because one, uh, the SAMS report has been doing great. And we want to make sure it continues to do so. But there's also some new, some new fun stuff coming along that we've been working on for a while. And it's all part of uh, just making Therat, making Petri, looking Blue Well Web, which is the, the parent company. Uh, making it just look more professional. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And people are already asking about Scorpio. Just chill, folks. Just chill. Uh, we will get there. This is... Uh, Some people are probably thinking it's like the last one I did where it was all Xbox. We we cover the world of Microsoft on the SAMS report. I like to talk about everything from enterprise stuff, surface stuff, and of course, you can't forget Xbox. Uh, That monitor behind me is solely dedicated to an Xbox machine. I game a lot, and yeah, I'm excited about what's coming. But before we jump into that, let's just kind of take a look back at what's going on. Um, Oh, crap, I totally forgot. Yeah, so I'm back from vacation, and somebody just asked. Yeah, vacation was great well relaxed but you know it's always good to be home it's always good to be back so let's do this shall we so what what's going on this week so Microsoft actually kind of under the covers announced a surface membership for business thing uh, it's essentially a way to lease or pay put hardware on a payment plan uh, it's kind of it seems like a similar ish to their software assurance where if you're a, if you're an enterprise company and you want to buy a whole bunch of these surface books but you don't want to pay for the whole amount up front they're now giving you payment plans and they're also allowing you to make it easier to upgrade if you opt in so you can do this with the surface three uh the surface book and the Surface pro four if you're a business this is out there consumers you're out of luck you can't do this but if you're a company looking to buy a whole bunch of surface crap this is the way to do it. Now, interestingly, I don't remember seeing the Surface Hub in there, mostly because those things start at, I think, $899. Uh, not the same type of thing. I get, and they've got a lot of third-party suppliers who are actually doing leasing. So not too surprised there. But Surface Hub, I don't believe is in that. So what else went on this week? We finally got a new build of Windows 10. So Windows 10, yeah. There was a long kind of delay, and I was really surprised because they had that big bug bash week. And then Yeah. Then there was this big delay, and um, and, and big, and you know, in relative new terms, but there wasn't a whole lot new. But there were a couple things Uh, for Ink. There's, uh, yeah, there's a couple new Ink features. LastPass for Edge. I am a huge LastPass user. I'm still not running uh, the Insider builds on this machine for very clear reasons because I don't, I don't want it to crash. I need it. I need Windows 10 just to work. So I'm really happy to see the LastPass. I'm a big user of LastPass is now finally supported and funny enough they called out that they had a new blu-ray icon because as donna i think is her name was saying hey insiders love new icons which we do don't get me wrong i love my new icons but this blu-ray icon wasn't new uh i'm pretty sure it was in the previous build and actually several other earlier builds so Yeah, it it was just kind of like a meh. Um, They did make some updates to the settings panel. And again, not that we're expecting big, large features. They have well locked down uh, the big features that are coming to the platform. So this is just refinement time, smashing bugs, getting it prepped for that late July launch. So don't expect to see huge, over-encompassing, all-new things. Uh, We might need to see a few more Cortana things coming. But yeah. Uh, Oh, as somebody pointed out, this says, previously there were two different Blu-ray icons, and now it looks like there's just one. But, yeah. So, here we go. Uh, What else was new? Settings panel got some refinements and all that good stuff. But it's out now, actually. If you want to go download it, you can. But, yeah. So, that's out there. If you want to go download it, you can. The reason why I just kind of freaked out is I got a new mouse. And so, I had a problem with my old mouse and actually it was kind of convenient but somewhat not and so my old logitech mount would actually very very slowly scroll down the page and so the screensaver would never come on i had, i was trying to get a screensaver to come on for years so i got a new mouse logitech uh, mx master it's okay it's it's rechargeable like I, I don't think you can just rip out like a double a battery and replace it but what just happened was i forgot that i had the screensaver set so low with the old mouse that it just came on <laughs> so that was that was kind of interesting uh, fun anecdotal evidence. Anyways, the Windows 10 build is out now. Um, there are some people myself included who were on the previous build of Windows 10 having trouble seeing the new build and, and I can't get it through Windows update. I'm waiting for an ISO to come out. So not really sure what is going on on that front, but if you have any trouble getting it, just know you're not alone. Um, another kind of crazy thing. That happened this week. Uh, if you watch tech news today on Tuesday, I was actually on there and they brought up this thing. So somebody created a change.org petition, which that, there's no like barrier to doing this, saying that Microsoft should get in trouble for their Windows 10 update shenanigans. Essentially saying, hey, Microsoft's been too aggressive and that, okay, they should pay the piper for doing this. So it, has Microsoft been excessively aggressive with Windows 10? Yes. People are drawing the parallel to Microsoft's upgrade aggressiveness to what they did to Netscape and the browsers back in the late 90s. Um, this is in no way shape or form the, shape the same. Microsoft is not pushing anybody on the market. This is a free upgrade to their existing product. And yes, they are being kind of deceivious about it and getting it on your machine and trying to get you to upgrade. But I don't, this is not an anti-competitive practice. This is not hurting Mac OS X. This is not limiting Chrome. This is not limiting Firefox. This isn't This is not an anti-competitive product maneuver. So I don't think that they should be sued for this. Like this is not something the EU should come in and say, you know what, Microsoft, screw you. Here's a $2 billion fine, which they like to do. But I can't see that happening here. It's shady. I agree. They could be more open about it and not so forceful down your throat. But is it really illegal? I I can't see that happening, Um, especially because you can't technically roll back within the first 30 days, I believe. So I don't, I don't really understand way they want this this petition to go, but you know that's that's what's going on uh, behind the scenes. And if anything does happen, as we all know, these things take years, if not decades, to play out. I, and I, I haven't heard anything that makes me think, yeah, the EU is going to get really upset about this um, and, and and go with it. It's Microsoft is in a completely different world now. Back when they got sued, they owned everything. They owned word processing. They owned browsers. They owned smart smartphones didn't really exist. But now that's not true. There's Chrome. There's Firefox. iOS and Android. Microsoft is terrible in the smartphone market. So I don't I don't foresee this um, I don't I don't foresee this going anywhere of significance. But it, you know, Microsoft still somewhat being a jerk about it. Other things that happened this week, Microsoft confused, uh, I was talking to some people, some Microsoft MVPs about this, Microsoft made their Azure offering a little bit more confusing this year, or this week. Uh, They announced F-series VMs, which are targeted at gaming and web services, and pretty much, so if you need low compute, or sorry, high compute, but low storage, these are a good value prop is the way they're positioning it. Now, there are some other good value props for the similar things, yeah, and they're also changing up their naming scheme, so it's going to be called, uh, if it's like F8 is the tier you're on, that's that's the F series with eight cores. Uh, Microsoft is not retroactively applying that, but just in case you've ever seen Azure VM tier, that is the new gaming or naming model that they are going to go with. So let's jump into probably what everybody wants to talk about, Xbox. Okay. Okay. So a lot of things have happened since I went on my little happy brigade last week, two weeks ago. So let's kind of go back. So even before two weeks ago, I said, Microsoft has got some hardware coming. And this was probably a month, two months ago. And I was like, look, there's a new controller and there's something else. I I didn't quite know what that something else was. So, I think it's pretty safe to say that, I, I mean, I know that an Xbox Mini is coming. That's what I talked about last week. Other people have come out and said, hey, Brad, yes, there is another Xbox Mini coming. Xbox Mini is coming in. And what I believe is that that new controller that I talked about last time, I said there's a new standard controller. I believe that is coming with the Xbox Mini. Um, I actually think the Xbox Mini, I haven't conclusively heard either way on this, but I'm thinking it might be white. I think, I think we might see the Xbox Mini in white. So couple of thoughts about this xbox mini we know it's coming uh, i've heard anywhere that it's 40 to 50 percent smaller than the existing xbox so i've got a lot of interesting thoughts about this and this is kind of getting more into the speculatory but just kind of hear me out for a second so they're going to make it smaller microsoft also announced this week that they're not going to do the dvr functionality that they initially promised last year so let's let's put that the xbox mini aside let's talk about this dvr stuff for a second and you'll see why Two, two reasons why I think Microsoft might have done this. One, they looked at the telemetry of people who are actually using the Xbox One to use it for over-the-air content, and it's probably very small. That would be one guess. Uh, I, actually, I think that's a pretty educated guess. I don't know too many people who use it just for that or in that capacity at all. I know that I do not. But there could also be some licensing stuff i don't i don't know too much about how over the air recording and big wigs coming down saying microsoft you can't do that and saying we're going to sue the crap out of you although there are tons of dvrs out there so i can't imagine that's it but here's what i'm thinking too i'm thinking the mini is not going to be able to support this feature i think that's one of the features they cut i'm guessing that they probably cut that hdmi pass through that allowed the tv functionality is not going to show up in the mini that would be my guess Um, as one way they are going to cut the price so by doing that and then they come out and say hey look xbox dvr oh but it's not for our new one it's for the old one kind of creates a a confusing message and then if they have telemetry that says hey you know what nobody's really using this um why even create the confusion to appease a very small limited market that we don't think we're going to sell a lot of this stuff to anyways so that's That's kind of my thoughts about that Xbox Mini, Xbox DVR stuff, but we do know it's coming. More interesting that was announced actually just today is Sony acknowledged their uh, Neo console, and they specifically said it is not coming at this year's E3. Now, Neo, for those not too familiar, it's supposed to be Sony's next big update to the Sony uh, PlayStation, and it's not coming this year. So that brings us to Scorpio. Everyone has been asking me crazy. Uh, is Scorpio going to be announced at this year's E3? I don't think so. I, I, I don't know for certain. I haven't seen Microsoft's slide deck that they're going to announce this year, but I don't know if Scorpio is going to be talked about this year. And I, I can't, I think it would do a lot of harm to say, Hey, look, buy our Xbox mini. Look at our new stuff coming next year. Like that doesn't, that message doesn't resonate too well of buy this new console but hey we also have another one coming so yeah give us a couple hundred bucks only for a year so it would be a little odd if they were both announced in my opinion so I don't I don't see them talking about Scorpio I know they are talking with Oculus about VR Um, I had that entire Kotaku document that they posted right after what I did they actually stole one of my leaks I was going to kind of bait a little bit out more once I got some more information but they ran with the full document including codenames which is a little ballsy but Uh, they're missing one code name that I'm not going to talk about yet uh, from that document that they did not announce either. And I'm curious, I need to talk to these guys to see if they actually have it to see what they know. But other things that I talked about last week, and I'm I'm leading up to this because I want to show you that a lot of the information I had was good. Uh, Specifically, if you go back to last week's last podcast, I kept talking about how Microsoft wants to bring PC and Xbox gamers closer together. I said, this is going to be one of their initiatives. I said it on the podcast. I rewatched it. Yes, I did say this. And this was a big thing. And I kept talking about this. And so we actually started to see some of this coming to fruition. Microsoft announced uh, this week that... The Xbox app will now support its what is it the top 1,000 Win32 games and bring it in there and use the activity feed. What Microsoft is doing here, don't get me wrong, is they are bringing the the non Xbox gamers into the Xbox experience. They are gonna they are bringing their PC gamers and Xbox gamers closer together. We already have cross play. Uh, we already have and some games allow cross buy. You buy one, you get both. We already have. Um, what else do we have we have this integration of this feed it's not too hard to see how microsoft is merging these two groups slowly but surely to bring their experiences together this is something i leaked a couple weeks ago i'm just adding credence to the stuff that i talked about it was very real and so you'll plus you'll soon be able to use chat with these people microsoft is making xbox live appealing or they're trying to i should say they're trying to make xbox live appealing to the pc gamer and as Cameron asks, why is Microsoft trying to do this? Microsoft wants to own gaming on the PC. Right now, right now you need a PC to game. You need a Windows machine. We all know this. But you don't necessarily need much else besides Windows. You need Steam is the big thing, right? I use Steam VR for my Vive, and I, that's where I buy all my PC games is through Steam. But what if Microsoft wanted you to buy those games through the Windows Store? And what if they offered the tantalizing feature... Um, Hey, look, if you buy it through the Windows Store, it integrates natively into the Xbox app. It can have Xbox Live features and essentially you get the Xbox Live experience uh, on the PC. Now don't get me wrong. um, Some people may not like this, but I really like Xbox Live on the machine when it works Uh, I shouldn't say when it works, when it's online, there's been some issues with uptime, but it's very easy to be in-game, pop people in and out, create chat rooms, and it's a very good system on the console. And I guarantee Microsoft is wanting to bring this to the PC and the PC gamers and use the Windows Store to leverage it. As somebody said, uh, Broken Broken Canuck uh, says in the chat room, the Windows Store is hot garbage. I agree. Microsoft has a lot of room to play, uh, to make improvements to the Windows Store. They have a lot of features they need to add to make it like Steam, but they have to start somewhere. Now, think about this scenario. Think about if Microsoft required future games. Think about Scorpio here for a second. What if Scorpio makes all Xbox console games UWP apps so that you could play it on your PC or your console? There's no difference. Think about that type of a scenario that Microsoft can now build up the store. Remember, they're going to have one store here. You go in there, you buy your Xbox game. It'd be great if you could play it on your PC or your console using the UWP framework, and then you get all the Xbox Live features. This is how Microsoft is going to try to fight out Steam for PC gaming superiority on the desktop. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a slow thing, but Microsoft now has the ability to play to win because there is such strong competition in this marketplace. It's going to be fascinating to watch. And in the end, we, the consumer, win. Um, Valve is going to have a tough time uh, you know, competing because it's a standalone service. Uh, Sony w- might have a tough time competing because it's again a standalone console. But Microsoft has a good ecosystem play here for the gamers. I'm I'm really interested to see how this plays out. And don't expect all of this to manifest itself next week at E3. This is this is how Microsoft is going to start trying to move into being more aggressive. We're used to seeing a much more passive Microsoft because they used to get sued for everything. Well, now that's no longer the case. They can be this aggressive firm. So still talking about um, Xbox. So when I talked last week, so I talked about Xbox mini, I talked about bringing the stuff together. Um, I talked a little bit about Scorpio on their next gen console, VR and all that stuff. Other things I talked about here uh, are these Xbox streamers. So I've got good news, and I've got just other news. The good news is I know that they are real in some capacity. Um, I know that for a very good fact that they are real. You can read into that however you want. The other thing I don't know, I don't know if they're going to be announced on stage on E3. I'm still about 50-50 on this, about what Microsoft's doing here. And it's going to come down to the price point of that Xbox Mini. They created these things because they need a Roku and Apple TV competitor. Um, And they may come potentially out from a different org. This is what happens when you talk... About hardware microsoft can move this stuff around for example band 2 this thing right here or well, i should say not the band 2 the original band started out as an xbox peripheral and then actually s- broke out under its own brand so i don't quite know if microsoft is doing the same things with the streamers but i know that the xbox arena team uh hardware team because they're good guys they know how to build hardware uh will at least have their hands on this to some capacity so i don't know if these streamers are coming out with E3, but they're definitely in the works, uh, so I'll be curious to see what happens. So somebody said, is the Xbox Mini more of an Xbox Slim? We shall see. So, uh, the one thing I don't know, that I know Microsoft is working on, is 4K. But it's not 4K gaming, it was 4K playback, and I'm hoping that the mini console can actually support 4K video playback, not not gaming, but, you know, download a movie, support 4K video. That would be fantastic. I would be a big fan of that. So. We will see uh, what comes out. We only have to wait a few more days. Next week's going to be crazy, guys. We have, we have Apple's conference. We have E3. We've got all sorts of stuff. Even though if you're not an Apple fan, it's still fun to watch and poke them. Uh, I've already, yeah, I'll be, I'll be curious. Watch. Make sure to watch me on Twitter with Paul because we generally rip into Apple when they do this stuff. So here we go. Uh, what else is going on in the world of Microsoft? Uh, da, 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 da. well, I want to make sure just they call it out. So Eric uh, actually asked about, he says, what is Microsoft doing with the Xbox TV DVR? Is there going to be a Windows Media Center replacement? So one of the things I've, I've heard this before is that Microsoft wants to bring the Xbox experience to the PC. And so imagine if they bring the Xbox interface to the PC, cause it's already, you know, like keyboard friendly, um, or whatever, like mouse and remote friendly, uh, controller friendly, if they bring that true interface to the PC, which I believe they are going to at some point, you could build your own DVR Windows Media setup out of it. It'd be perfect for it. And maybe that's a reason why they're thinking, nah, we're not going to do it on the console, because people can do it on their PC once we give them the interface. And another question that came out was from from Man on Twitter. It says, will they talk about Scorpio next week? I already hit on this. I, don't, I, I can't imagine that they will. Um, it, I'm not saying they won't, but it would be surprising for them. to Like, we've already talked about this. It would be surprising for them to say, hey, here's a mini console. Oh, but just wait, we have another better one coming next year or something like that. So we will see. I know that Microsoft has a big, big hardware refresh push coming for spring 2017 that's likely going to include Surface uh, Service Book 2, uh, likely Surface Pro 5, uh, surface phone, potentially, if they're still going to plow forward with that. And this Xbox might be lining up into there. I know that their hardware or their software teams are working towards this deadline. It's why we're not getting a release in October. It's so they can just purely focus on this release. So, there you go. Other things in the Xbox world Cortana is now on the Xbox for uh, those in the preview program. I have it on one console. I have two Xbox ones. I have one upstairs, and it's terrible. Um, I i don't like it it opens up a separate window or a separate panel it feels really freaking clunky for being something that microsoft has uh been working on for a while so i don't know i'm not a big fan of cortana on the xbox one i mean i shouldn't say i'm not a fan of the current iteration implementation they need to make it like you just double tap the x you double tap the xbox button up here and go hey cortana spit out your thing, and then it just goes and does it in the background without interfering uh, with the game. Like, it, it should be, rep- be able to place hey, Xbox, but, like, perfect example. I play um, Overwatch, and I also play Smite quite a bit. I love, after a thing, like, a you know, I, when I get a, an epic five, uh, five-person team kill, um, you double-tap that and say, Xbox, record that. I should be able to say, Cortana, record that, and then it's just done, and everything goes away. Um, I disconnected my Connect a long ass time ago. Never used that thing. So we'll see. It's in its early stages, and I hope that they are on it. Marcus Ash is a really smart individual running the Cortana team, but I don't know if this was how much he was involved with all of this. Um, kind of some other things here. Drill it down a little notch. Um, Ignite sessions are live. Um, Check them out. If you're going to Ignite, Microsoft Ignite in Atlanta, I will be there. Um, I think I'm also going to be at the Microsoft Partner Conference that's taking place in Ontario or Toronto here in uh, middle of July. If you're going to be at that, I know myself, Paul, and I think Mary Jo will be there. And what else? So I want to kind of end on this and I'll see how everybody reacts. So uh, while I was away, A good friend of mine, Mr. Gabe, uh, stepped down from the Insider program, and I miss him dearly. I really do. So uh, his replacement, I think, is Donna or something like that. Here's the deal. Before Gabe, we had complete radio silence. It was the Sanofsky era with with Windows 10. Um, Oh, yeah, we're truly not going to end. But anyways, uh, there was the Sanofsky era. It was very quiet. And we got nothing. And then here comes our hero Gabe. And Gabe is completely open, very accessible, and a very genuine human being. And he was great. He answered questions, he dealt with the trolls, and he built up a great program. And he was very candid and um, you know, a good companion. And I he stepped down. So you know what? Poor went out for Gabe. He's he's not moving on, he's still at Microsoft hopefully being able to dedicate more time to kick-ass things that he's doing, because obviously he's clearly a great leader and understands this stuff. And then so we get Miss um, Donna. And if Gabe was the most authentic person at the program, Donna just doesn't quite have that that like genuine feel. And I'm not discrediting her. I, I've met her, I've seen her work before. She's incredibly bright. Uh, she's very good at what she does. But we go from, like, I think it's the tweets that I think are driving me nuts is here's Windows build, whatever. And now it's the hustle is real. Here's the new Windows thing. Like it's, I don't know. I, you're leading a group of 8 million insiders. And there shouldn't be any hustle. It should be just genuine open communication. And let's just, let's just be casual and cool about this and collected and um, leave the memes at home. So, that's that's kind of my thing, and 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 I give this feedback candidly because actually, very bluntly, when I started this podcast, uh, doing these things is a lot harder than you think, especially talking by yourself. And I used to say the word anywho. I would say it a lot. I had no idea I really used it that much. But during a transition between like Gabe and what I'm talking about next, to be like anywho, we're going to talk about this. And readers called me out on it and critiqued uh, the verbiage very clearly. And I haven't said it since. It's very hard to train your mind to stop doing that. So I understand and I I wish Donna the best. I I think you're going to grow into the role and everything will be fine. Um, Windows insiders are notoriously blunt and hard and we know what we want. We know what we don't like, but there's that. So to end the show, I want to do a thing that I think is hilarious by Microsoft. So Microsoft is throwing an after party for the Apple conference next week. WWDC is happening, Microsoft's develop or Apple's development conference. So what is Microsoft doing? They're throwing a kick-ass party uh, during the event after the show, just like after one of the day sessions. I think that's hilarious, but it's not too out there, right? They got Xamarin, they build great apps. Microsoft and Apple aren't so much like arch enemies. Sure. Uh, Apple would love to sell more, you know, laptops instead of Microsoft's, uh, OS, Windows 10 or whatever, but yeah, I, I think it's hilarious that they're doing this and I think it's good for them. You know what, Microsoft, be aggressive, show your name where these developers are. Cause great. These are all really high-end developers. Um, Microsoft has really good tools now to build iOS apps. So it's not like completely crazy. It's not like Oracle or somebody sitting there throwing a crazy party, but yeah so there you go guys this has been another episode of the sam's report i appreciate everybody listening in and i hope you have a great weekend thanks